You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome back for episode 14 of the Hockey Heaven podcast. And I know we kind of took a week off there, but it was a long weekend and uh, Ben was away, Zane was away, and I was all at home by my lonesome. So <laughs> it's the off season. <laughs> it's Absolutely. the off season, yeah. I'll take a little vacation. <laughs> well, how was your guys' vacation? Who wants to start? Maybe let's, let's Zane, hear some stories. Zane's got a story to tell, so I want to hear Zane's story. Oh, yeah. So okay. I went to Miami with my family for the long weekend and basically before we got there we looked at the weather forecast and it was supposed to be raining the entire time we were there which sucks because it's 30 degree weather but all it showed was rain and thunderstorms now i whenever i go to the states i try to go to baseball games mlb games because that's you know the only sport that's going on in the summer and uh there was a marlins game against the braves it was the only game in miami that weekend so I had to go and it was right when we landed pretty much so i booked it split for my family took an uber to the marlins game it was raining outside indoor stadium and uh, the marlins suck they're really really bad <laughs> yeah they're yeah. they're and it showed they were down 4-1 the bottom of the ninth and all of a sudden somehow some way they came back tied the game it went to extra innings they won with a walk-off home run and the sun came out, and it basically stayed that way the rest of the weekend. So, I contribute me going to that Marlins game, and then <laughs> coming back and you're winning. the weather guru. Yeah, I forgot to add. I've never seen a home team lose in an MLB game anytime I'm no going. way. So I contribute. Really? Yeah, I've been to seven or eight MLB games. It's a little small sample size, but every single time the home teams won. And seven I or eight and O for the home team. That's insane. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's actually crazy. Yeah, so, you know, you're welcome, Marlins, for that win. <laughs> Why can't you do that for the Oilers? I was just about to say, you guys do that for the Oilers and then buy season tickets, wow. and then uh, yeah. you're set. Wow. <laughs> All right, what about you, Ben? Ben, how was uh, It was good, man. It was, it was a long vacation, that's for sure. I mean, we were there for, it was like 12 days, and we were there and went on the cruise around Italy and all that, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, honestly, though, missed talking hockey, like... Yeah. It's, 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 once it becomes a part of your life, man, it's, it's stuck there. So I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back with the boys here. And, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and, uh, had no trouble with the rain over in, uh, in Europe. I'll tell you that. So it was all good. Yeah. I was just sitting on my couch, like going, I can't even text you to these guys they are on fucking vacation right now. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'd, all I want to do is like, I want to like text for like fantasy stuff. I want to text for like stuff that's going on in the league. I mean, Grace has been making some fantasy deals in early August here. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, where I'm is to that? Get back like, into it, I'm I'm waiting on some offers, man. I, I told you once I'm back, <laughs> I'm in. I've been back for three days. Yeah. I got nothing, so I'm waiting on some offers. So all right, well, well let's for business. let's let's just jump into it here, and we're gonna start with kind of a, a team that um, I mean they're not really a team yet, uh, but we're gonna talk some Seattle uh, NHL stuff uh, for the start of this episode. They. Did they officially make their signing for Ron Francis? It was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's official. Yeah, yeah. Officially it. official. That means it's official. 
so let's just quickly go over that. What do you guys, how do you feel Ron Francis is going to do uh, as the first GM of a new franchise? I think it's great signing. I think, or great hiring, I guess you would call it. Um, <laughs> I think he, he's done a good job. I think he's a little underrated for, for all the work he's done. Uh, you know, I think he did a really good job uh, back in Carolina. Or, or not a really good job. A, a good enough job where I don't think he should have been fired. Um, and I think he's a guy, I mean, I remember watching the, the press conference from being brought in and, uh, he was like a captain, what, 14, I don't remember the number, 14 of his 17 years or 16 of his something. I don't know. Most of the years he was in the NHL, he was a captain. And so yeah. he's a guy that obviously is a pretty good leader and is well-trusted and well-liked. And so I don't think you can go wrong when you choose someone like that to run your franchise. And he's got a little bit of experience now, uh, from the Carolina and, other office jobs that he's had, so uh, I think it's a good hiring. Honestly, I think I think he's gonna do a pretty good job. And I mean, what a better way to start! It, like, it's just so cool to be able to start a team from the ground up and be the GM of that. Like, that's just especially after yeah. seeing what Vegas did. Like, that is just so cool. And uh, so he's I think he's gonna do a good job. Shoes to fill. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's got a lot like of pressure on Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see it going the same way as like Vegas. I think all the GMs have learned their mistakes. No, like, they you know, they're gonna be. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't hold him to the same standards just because they've the NHL's been through it once now, so they're gonna the GMs are gonna know more. Are we mm-hmm. overestimating GMs though? Oh yeah, Peter I mean, Shelley's yeah. gone, so we're we're good, right? <laughs> and so is Fenton. <laughs> yeah, Fenton's gone too. Um, no, but I. I I want to touch on the, on the, the 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 Francis with Carolina because I mean I don't know if Ron Francis is the greatest in making trades like player for player, but what he is really good at doing is uh, developing and drafting, and I yes. think that's gonna be really good for the Seattle franchise. Like you look at Carolina's uh, farm system, and they got I mean they just won the the Calder Cup, and they got a lot of young players there that can probably step in, and a lot of them were drafted in the um, the Ron Francis era. I know he kind of missed on a couple like. Um, uh, there was the, the Murphy pick that was kind of questionable. Um, I mean, Hannafin kind of didn't really work out, got traded to Carolina. But for the most part, um, I mean, he's 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 made some good draft picks that, that have... Uh, I don't know if you'd call Hannafin a miss, though. Like, he was a good... He's, he's a good no, defenseman. No, I just... I don't they know just if have he, a like, lot of defensemen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and that draft was... That was the Marner draft, right? With uh, like, they traded yeah, him for Dougie was... Hamilton as well, right? Yes, but that was for, Dom Waddell. Yeah. I don't think that was um, I don't think that was Ron Francis that made that trade, was it? No, no, I think that was the yeah. guy. So, I mean, you can't really put that on him, but um, yeah, Hannafin looks decent. It's just that I mean, when you look where he went around, but like I think Marner was the pick right before, and then like, yeah, it, it just. He he's he's not as elite yet as some of those other players at the top of that draft. Right. right yeah. That's kind of yeah. the point I'm trying to get across. So yeah. He's um, a good defenseman though. Good, good. No, I think he's a good defenseman. Yeah. But no, I think that Ron Francis is great. Uh, is is gonna be gr- do a great job at uh, drafting and developing and uh, getting that Seattle franchise uh, competitive as quickly as possible. So we still have two more years until you know expansion takes place. It's not the end yeah. of the season like some people think. It's at the end of the next season after that. So we still have some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, we got a lot of time to do scouting and see what he wants. So <laughs> exactly, it's a it was smart of them to hire early, I think, and just get their guy and get him ready to go. Yeah, yeah, they sure. got an organization to build. So yeah, that takes yep. some that takes some steps. Oh yeah, let's Did, move uh, into our first I, team though. 
Well, actually, quickly, I just wanted to talk. Did you guys see any of the uh, the Holinka tournament? Did you guys catch any of that action? I didn't actually catch any of that. I did because I was oh. away. From, uh, like my time zone, boys, was whack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. How how forward were you? Nine hours. Well, that's insane. Cool. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> I I just wanted to shout out Cole Perfetti because I think he had a pretty nutty. Uh, he had a pretty nutty tournament, and he kind of. We're speaking like we're jumping into the 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 Blackhawks as our first team here with this episode, but he had he just gave me flashes of Jonathan Taves, which is kind of what made me want to like give him a, a little shout out here because he scored a whole bunch of goals and he scored three shootout goals to send them to or the Canadians to the gold medal game. So wow, um, pretty nutty, uh, and I think it really helped his draft stock. So, um, did they throw any confetti when he scored? <laughs> I don't know. I I I, I can't tell you. Um, I just saw kind of like the highlights on Twitter of, of him popping off. So it was like every day I checked Twitter, it was just Cole Perfetti. Look at this goal. Oh my God. And it was, yeah. So, uh, with that said, we're going to jump into the Blackhawks as our first team here. Uh, the Blackhawks have 3.3 million in cap space. They got 20 NHL contracts signed, and they've been busy on the trade front recently as well. Um, yes, they, they just they just acquired Alex Nylander from the Buffalo Sabers for uh, is it Yoki Haro, right? Yes. Yeah, Henry yeah, Yoki Haro. Yoki Haro. Yeah. They had they had an influx of um, veteran-ish defensemen come in. You know, maybe not veteran, but not like young prospect like like Yoki Haro was. They have Dehan, they have Mata, um, both coming in. If I'm missing one, um, that's too bad. Uh, you know that kind of opens up. It makes him expendable, in a way. Oh, so I'm gonna have wait. a spot on the roster that's, this year. That's a bad trade. I though, don't man. agree. I don't agree with the decision. I'm just saying that them acquiring Dehan and Mata. You know where is he gonna play now? They already have all the spots taken up. Seabrook, yeah. Keith, those two, uh, Eric Gustafson. They also have Connor Murphy, Slater, Cuckoo. Like, yeah. So I think this like screams that they're trying to get better for this year, right? Because yeah, oh, hundred um, percent. Like, but Nylander? but Nylander that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna make, make him better. any better. No, no. Well, where do we think he's gonna play in the lineup? Because he's he's got to play, right? That's why is they he? acquired him. Is he going to? Yeah, I think he's gonna play. Um, I mean, I Sod Taves Nylander? Question mark. Is that uh, a, is that a line? There. Uh, they don't really line. have. I mean, I think slotted there right now is Dylan Sakura, but I don't think they really have anybody. I mean, I think Shaw could play there too. They just acquired Shaw. Um, who can kind of it's got to be Shaw over, that so. plays there instead of Nylander. Like Nylander... I, I think Nylander gets the chance though, right? Because why would you trade Yoki Haru for a guy who's not even going to make the team this year? I have no idea. That's I, I think I'm they expect him to make the, the squad. I don't know. I think they expect him to make the squad. But he's never even been that great in the AHL. Like he hasn't really done anything has he 31 points 49 he's games shown, 12 he's had goals flashes. he's had flashes of like yeah if that's a hard lead to score into right when you're young like that yeah like yeah. if you have like 35 and above points as a young guy like that i think that's kind of the success so yeah he's only at, 31. At, least, at least they have the defense they brought in defensemen to replace him even though he didn't play like you know fill that roster spot that he would have yeah played. but he like uh he has potential and what's his like the guys that they brought in and Dahan's okay, but Mata, eh. like yeah, I'm not a Mata the guys. Guy the guy's gonna get hurt in ten games. Wouldn't you mm-hmm. want him ready to come up and play? Connor Murphy's been hurt a whole bunch, and 
he's not all that great either. Do you think Gustafson? So, okay, we'll we'll keep going. We'll get to those guys as we. Uh, I have a along. I have a really funny about story about Connor Murphy, by the way, but it's for another time. No, another time. <laughs> okay. It's well, it's a it's a good one. <laughs> you got to tell well, it now. Let's. You need to catch yeah, you, yeah, yeah, go for well, it. Go for it. Tell the story. Uh, I I have to debate if it's <laughs> if it's appropriate to tell on air. I honestly don't. I gotta find a way to do it without naming names. So let me let me oh. think on that. Okay, why don't you think on it? I'll yeah. I'll go through the lineup here of maybe what's expected. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we'll do, we'll jump through some prospects. Uh, and then go through some of the guys that have to resign this year and next year. So starting with the the lineup. Um, so I got Saad Taves, Sakara slash Nylander question mark slash Shaw question mark. Uh, Strom Kane. Kubelik, Smith, Perlini, Carpenter, Kumpf, Shaw. But, I mean, Shaw can go anywhere. And then I have Kajula as, like, an extra forward with um, yeah. maybe John Quenville, too, question mark. Because they just acquired him. Well. Um, and then defense, I got Keith, Gustafson, DeHaan, Seabrook, Mata, Murphy. And then Annette Crawford later. So, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. I look at this team, and I look at their defense, and I question... I think Bowman is a great GM. I just think that he's kind of getting antsy and, like, saying, I'm probably going to lose my job here if we don't... Like, this kind of this well, kind of yeah, smells is. desperate, right? Like this, this like Yeah, like, he's made good trades. I'm not... Like, the Strom yeah. trade was a really good trade, um, and that seems like it's working. Like, a lot of his moves have seemed to kind of have like some some success. I mean, I, the sod for Panarin trade a couple years ago was pretty whack, but um, like I look at this lineup and I just question if it's good enough to make it in the West, right? Especially this defense core. It's old. It's kind of. I mean, besides Keith, it's not the most mobile. Um, well, besides Keith and Seabrook, they're actually pretty young. Uh, they're they're not. Like they're young, but I, I wouldn't say they're young for like um they're like DeHaan's been in DeHaan's been injured prime. a bunch, Mata's been injured a bunch, Murphy's been injured a bunch. Like that's kinda you know what I mean? Like they're not like a healthy young. They're they've been they've been banged up. So, so they're banking on their medical staffs being yes. amazing. <laughs> yeah, there you season. go. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I like their forwards. Like I think their forward their forward group's alright. Um I mean they got Kane, like their second, like the the Brinkat Strom Kane line, that's pretty sick. Um, that is the great second line. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that's probably the then, top. That's probably the best second line in the entire National Hockey League. Is yeah, that well, not their first you, line? Then you could argue it's their. That's first probably line. their first yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, and then like Sod Sod Taves is always they've been a classic duo for a while. That's kind of why they they got Sod back. Uh, to help Taves out, and that's kind of it. Looks like it's and helped. It Taves, it, yeah, it, it Taves it had helped. a good bounce back year. So, um, the question mark there is just that right that right handed slot. Did he have like, a career season? Sakura? Taves? Didn't Jonathan Taves have a career season? Uh, he had a really yeah. good season. I'm not I think, sure. Yeah. I think he had he had 80 plus points for sure. Um, I think I'm he pretty had sure points. Jonathan Taves had a career season at the age of 31. Hockey DB, here we go. Well, check it out. Let let me know. But um, yes, so Sakura, career high. Career high, yeah, yeah. Career high. So, so Sakura is kind of been on the precipice of like making the jump to the NHL and so is Nylander. So 
like this is why this trade just doesn't make much sense to me because you already have sakura who's a guy who's very similar to nylander in my opinion i think nylander has more of a higher end potential but um i mean when you when you already have a guy like sakura why would you give up a, an asset like yoki haru it just, right, so it just here, didn't make much sense to me here's a couple questions that i have or just okay. you know things that i've seen yoki haru started the year in chicago they sent yeah. him to the world juniors and then after that, he played in the AHL. They didn't bring him back to. Which was he, so he went weird. back down to, to the C. I don't even know where he played. Uh, they they didn't have him on the NHL team. Is what I'm saying. Like, no. Yeah. There there was a reason for that. He played well. Maybe it's a different reason why he, you know, didn't like an attitude stay in thing or something. Is that what you're gonna possibly? Thinking? Maybe. Well, he did well. Uh, he seemed, yeah, he played in the AHL. He seemed to have calmed down Seabrook uh, and really helped his game. And, you know, he went to the AHL, had a pretty good stint there for 30 games. Did really well in the World Juniors. Like, th- there's yeah. got to be some other thing. And the other, you know, observation that I kind of have with this team is they're in no position to rebuild. No. You have Kane and Taves for four more years. You have Keith and Seabrook for four and five more years. It's. A team where it, you had to deal out contracts because they had won. They had constructed, if you're going, you've constructed this team. The players have won. You need to pay them. That's all fair. Now yeah. you're in a situation where you need to try your best to, ex, you know, get one more, get two more, you know, win again. It's not a rebuild team. This is a team that needs to go for it. And making trades like Yokoharju for. For Nylander, if he's going to have the boom that he does on offense, maybe that's the way you got to go. Well, I will say that I think this team is going to be a lot more su- successful this year. Like this team is, it's going to be on the uh, a fringe team making the playoffs. I, I think because Leonard is going to bring a lot of stability in net. Like if Crawford can't play because yeah, injured, we haven't even talked about Leonard. Yeah, you, you got Leonard there, right? So that helps a lot. This decor should be. I mean, they're adequate. They if they stay if they can stay healthy, this decor should be fine. Like they, that's a big. That's a big. They're, they're, they're average. Yes, but I, I, I'm saying like best case scenario here. So yeah, and then the forwards. I mean, at the bottom six is kind of a mess, and you can you can shake them all up however you want. Um, and the top six is pretty good. So I think if they can get some um success out of that bottom six, their forward group is is good. Um, yep. And then they also have some help maybe coming from their prospects, which we haven't talked about. I mean, they just drafted Kirby Doc, who went third overall. Who might? Hey, who knows? Maybe he can play that third line center role, right? Move Smith down, and then, um, yeah, like they just get deeper. Uh, and then we, they, they got a guy named, off, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, for cap and then, well, and then Adam Boquist. Uh, maybe he can can oh, he yeah, be yeah. a seventh? Can he be the seventh D man and maybe be like a power play specialist and help these guys out? I don't know. Um, He'll help he looks pretty sick. Sure if he makes a team, he looked like Kurt Doc and Boquist looked pretty sick at their development camp. They looked. They looked like they were cut above everybody else. So, and, and I mean, they, they should because they were so highly touted. But uh, that's a good sign for the Blackhawks. And um, they got some other prospects too that, um, like Mackenzie Entwistle, uh, Nick Bodin, Ian Mitchell, those guys I think are going to be NHLers eventually and can help out. So uh, that's great. And they got Alex Alexi Gravel as a younger goalie who potentially could step in and you know I, I don't think anytime soon but like maybe like five years down the road and uh and, and help them so i mean another young guy they traded for was uh john quenville 
Yeah, and John Quinville as well, who could be an extra forward on this team. So they're like, this is why I'm kind of confused, right? Because they have some good prospects, they got some good forwards. They're kind of caught in this awkward, um, this awkward zone where they're in the middle. They need to win. Uh, well, yeah, and they need to win too, right? So I don't think this team is is there yet for the Stanley Cup, but they're also not like one of the worst teams, and their prospect system is isn't great, but it's also not bad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're 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 kind of in this awkward space where, I mean, personally, if it was me, you got like you got Strom, you got you just traded from Nylander, you got Sakira, you got this Debrinkat kid. Um, personally, if it was me, I think I would try to go younger, and just cool off. But I understand but the temptation the of going like, for gonna, it. Are you gonna just like if a team's not? Tampa Bay Lightning Elite, are you just going to tell them to rebuild? No, you got to, you know, if this team makes the playoffs with Kane and Taves and Keith and, and those players who have been there and done that before, they have a chance to win. Uh, I, when, I, mean, I, I understand what? that, right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm talking about win it all. If they make the wow. playoffs, the, like the Chicago Blackhawks are a team that can go far and potentially win. They have the experience. They have the top yeah. end talent. They might have the goal. They probably have the goaltending now. It's just this defense, man. It, like I, I look at this defense, and it's just I don't know if I can get past it because I'm not a big Mata fan. I, I don't even know if he is like. It's gonna be very interesting to watch him play this year because I mean I don't think he can skate anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna be well, honest. And then here's the thing: when Seabrook is. We know. On, we know Seabrook. It, Go ahead. With their defense, yeah, it might be a little shoddy, but when their goaltending mm-hmm. is on, it's probably one of the top goaltending tandems in the entire league. Yeah, but we'll talk about that too, though, because Crawford, I mean, we don't even know if he's going to get like, playing this year. Like, maybe he'll play a week and then be done. Leonard played behind Barry Trotz, who was, like, very defensive system. Like, both... Like, Leonard's a decent goalie, but he's not... Let, let's just be clear. I don't think he's a Vesna candidate every year, right? Like, yes, I think last year was an outlier. Yes. So... For you to say, like, they got Leonard in the back of the net, like, or in the net, it's not, like, that doesn't do much for me because I think that this team is going to get, like, this with this defense the way it is, you can't just say that this goalie is going to cover up the defense. He's not, like, Carey Price or... He's not, he's not a guy that's going to make or, You know what saves. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. This, like, I'm not, I'm not trashing this forward group at all. I think this forward group is okay. I think the goaltending is decent. The D is just it's it's hard for me to look past. And especially you look in it like next year, let's let's just go through some guys they have to re like this year they have to re-sign Perlini and Ezdo. Uh Victor Ez- I don't know how to, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um <laughs> and then next year they have to sign Dylan Strom, Debrinkat, Gustafson, Slater Kokiak, Leonard or Crawford again, right? So Strom's gonna get a raise, Debrinkat's gonna get a massive raise. If he has another big year this year, Gustafson yeah, should get a big cow. raise. He's a UFA. Like they, all, you know, maybe, all those guys are getting massive raises. Gustafson's yeah, not and, coming back to the Hawks probably if he has. You don't think so? Season. They don't have. Well, yeah, they don't have the money. money. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they can replace him with Boquist. That's okay. Um, but even even without like, they're gonna be very cap crunched. So. It's the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously. <laughs> yeah, what, what's new, right? Like, what is new there? All right, well... Scotty well, Bowman's Zane... been working with that for the last five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so Zane, you think that this team, I mean, if they make the playoffs, you think this team can win the cup? If they, yeah, if they make the playoffs, they definitely have a chance to go all to make it that far for sure. All right, and then and Ben, are you, like, which, which side of the coin are you on? I'm putting them as a fringe playoff team. And yeah, like the, for, I'm the same way. Yeah, like, I, I they make the playoffs. Maybe they're out in the first round. I'm not saying they're going to get to the playoffs. I'm saying that as well as you guys, they're a fringe playoff team depending on their injuries in the blue line and how well that mm-hmm. decor actually comes together. But if they make it, if they squeeze in, they have a shot to go all the way. Wow. I mean, if, yeah. I guess we got you got Patrick Kane, you got Taves, and you got. I, I guess that's it. But you have them. They, they, they can, like, the <laughs> well, no, no. Let's let's not. The Brink Cat's pretty sick. Like, yeah. it's not. He's a good. Play. He's a forty goal. He scored forty last year, right? Yeah, I don't course, know if yeah, that's yeah, class as those just, two, though. But I'm just saying yeah. that those guys and Keith and Seabrook and even Crawford with um, if he's not even playing, they'll help that team and lead that team far. I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about it. I don't know about the Keith and Seabrook thing. I think we're thinking on the more of twenty eleven days of them, but I think to make the, I'm I'm not if, even talking about seems on gonna... ice ability. I'm talking about off the ice. Like leadership, you said. Leader, yeah, I'm talking about yeah. leading them. I think if this team is gonna like make the playoffs and do some damage, they're gonna need a big year from Taves again, Kane and Debrinkat. Strom's gonna have to make take another step forward. And I think I honestly do think that Doc is gonna need to be able to step in and contribute because like the bottom six is like it's it's okay, but I mean to do well in the playoffs you need to have depth. So um, not every team is Tampa Bay. You gotta make do with what you got. No, that's true. But look at look at the Blues. Those are, that's just like four lines. Nobody's yeah, made, made that made high. It's just have. depth. No, no, no. But my point is that they have their depth. It's four lines rolling. This team, I don't know if they have the four lines rolling. The Blues you know I mean? were goddamn dog shit at the beginning of the year. Yeah. True. But they were also like deep. You can't argue that the Blues aren't deep. Yeah. It was quite. Everybody was freaking out. Like, why the hell are the Blues good? Because on paper, that lineup was was sick. Yeah, fair enough. So, like the Blackhawks are, I I feel like one of those teams that are kind of top heavy on the forwards, as opposed to being like a uh, we're gonna do it as by committee kind of thing. You know. Fair enough. They there's a lot of question marks on this team and I still yeah. think if they can make it, they can go far, but it's just a matter of them making the playoffs. So you would just try to ride out these, the Seabrook bad contract, this like, like the Seabrook Keith Taves thing and just try, to, get a try deal to win every to, year. If you have a deal to trade Seabrook that yeah, take it. you take it, but I don't think anyone's dealing for that contract. You let them sit out in the sunset Earn a six point eight seven million dollars. That's well deserved, and and uh, make do with what you got. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he brought him. Uh, what was it? Three Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah, he helped quite a bit. So, all right. Well, is anybody else have anything to say on the Blackhawks, or are we good there? Nope. All right. Well, let's go to a tire fire of a team. No, <laughs> <That's>, that might. <laughs> oh that might be man, a what a way to start. That might be a little harsh, but this team is pretty wild. Let, let, me, let me put it that way. Um, the ha. Minnesota Wild. Ha. Yeah. Ha ha. Punny. The Minnesota Yikes. Wild have $9 million in cap space <laughs> this year. They got 19 annual contracts and just fired the GM after one year. So maybe we should start there before we even look at the lineup. What the hell is going on with their... I think I think tire fire might general. have been the best way to describe that. I think you were right coming in, honestly. 
Well, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I mean, good for the owner for admitting he made a mistake because and not letting this guy do any more damage after that first year he had. Um, but I will be honest with you, the guys that they are interviewing to hire to replace him is even more concerning. They're they're hiring Peter or they're they're interviewing Peter Shirelli and Pierre Maguire. They're Those are two not of the guys that are <laughs> Peter Shirelli. No, please no, no, no. do. But they're no, interviewing them. Do. I don't even know why they you interview them. Why? What do you mean? You're getting in his opinion on how? Yeah, I don't. Why would you want his who opinion? Want, who wants yeah, his opinion? That's I would that. want any opinion. <laughs> if you're the owner of that team, I would want any opinion from any hockey guy there. And you get a collective source of all those opinions. It's not like you can interview as many people as you want. There's not a certain no. Number it's of people you it, can it's fa- fair enough. But I would want opinions from guys that like probably know what they're talking about. I, I think. I think Peter Shirelli is obviously yeah. Peter Shirelli beyond. is a joke in the National Hockey League, and then God, I'm so I would rather, I, I, honest to God, I would rather have Pierre Maguire as my general manager than P- Peter Shirelli. Oh, 100 percent. I would like, only I, want Pierre Maguire as a GM if I was the Penguins, just because he knows that team <laughs> inside. Yeah, yeah. No, but like I, 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 they've been asking a lot of teams for permission to uh, speak to different GMs like uh, Drury, uh, Scott Mellonby off the Canadians. So like maybe they're trying to find somebody who's um, like a younger guy who's newer and fresher to the scene. Um, but they should, they should interview a lot of guys and get a lot of opinions on. And I mean like people who know what they're talking about kind of guys. Um, and I think that the consensus will say uh, it's time to get some draft picks, rebuild, and um, get younger because this team is. I look at it and I'm like, I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. Like the the Zuccarello si- signing didn't make any makes sense. No for me. sense. They traded Granlin, one of their best players, for Fiala, who I, I let me. I think Fiala is a good player, but that like at least get a draft pick out of that too, yes. right? Um. The Donato trade I actually thought was was decent, but again, I don't think they got a draft pick with the, it was just a one for one, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, they got a fifth round pick, I believe. They got a fifth round oh, pick. Okay, so that's not bad, but you probably could still get more. Like, where are the draft picks for this team? Right, we're, like the state they're in, they should have some draft picks. They're gonna and have to just, end oh, up flipping. See. They're gonna flip Zuccarello. They're gonna have to maybe this year at the deadline, right? Like. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Zucker's got to get dealt. Toivu. The the problem is they don't have anybody to really step in and replace those guys. Maybe they didn't There's... get a fifth round pick. I don't see it on their cap friendly page. I've, I I'll give them credit. Okay, I think that this last draft was a little bit underrated, and they took some guys that have potential. We all I know Fenton's that... a good drafter. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. What he can do. Yeah, well. yeah like. Bo- Boldy was a that great safe was pick. I mean, I think Caulfield was the was there, but. You know, no shame in going with a safe pick in your first year. Um, Especially because your Habs got Caulfield then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think Hunter Jones was a good pick. He's a goalie, and he's... He was... I mean, that's a good pick. They're going to need a goalie in a couple years. Um, Adam Beckman, I think, was a good pick. They got it... They got some other guys, too, like, in their their farm system. They got Capo Kakinen, who's a goalie who had a pretty awesome year i think he's had a pretty awesome last two years so um and not to mention i don't even know what's going on with kaprizov anymore um but that guy would help a lot and then after that like the, like the the biggest problem with this team and even their prospect system that reflects it is their 
is the center ice position. It's old. It's very defensive minded. And there's there's not a lot of goal scoring or anything going on here, right? Like Stahl, uh, Erickson Eck, who's younger, but again, hasn't really shown that potential where he can like score at the next level. And Koivu. Um, it's just he's very... coming off a real bad injury. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't like. Sense. I don't. Is I don't he, even know if he's chance... going to be able to. Yeah, there's a chance he might not even play like the first couple games or first month of the season, and like, yeah, that's a tough yeah, one it's... to come back from and be the same player at yeah. 36 years old. We, and we look at the wings too. Like, well, I want to talk about I want to talk about Zach Parise. Like, sure, he has a contract till he's like 41. Six more years <laughs> at seven point five three has got yeah. a matching deal. Suter too. Yeah. Oh my god. Both those guys. So. I mean, this yeah, year they still gotta fun. they that gotta resign. What yeah. was that? Two thousand and eleven or twelve or something like that. What year did they sign in? I thought it was. Um. It was a while ago. But... It was a while ago. I'm not sure. It was it was around the 2011 to 2013 range in there. I think. Don't quote me on that. I think I'll, it was. I'll give it might some, even be sooner. I'll give him some credit though. This, this defense. 2012. This defense is not bad. Suter's no, it's good. not. It's, Dumbo's it's good. really good. Spurgeon's yeah. quite good, you know. Brodeen's not bad. Like they, they they're not bad. But yeah, like just... Brodeen, Brodeen, Dumba, and Spurgeon are all fine. Those three guys are are, are great. Suter's fantastic, but yes, his contract is a little troublesome. Yes. So you have this pretty good um, decor. Why? Like, it's hard to get defensemen in this league. You can draft forwards and bring them into your system faster than you can defensemen. Oh yeah. Please, for the love of God, blow up this for this this team. Try to get whatever you can for Parise. Hopefully, he has a decent year. I would even look at moving Suter. Like you, this team can retain salary and be fine. Like retain can salary play, on both these guys and deal them. Can I play devil's advocate? To sure, go ahead. Group? Sure, go ahead. Is I don't think it's the worst in the league. Like, it's not... They, they, they oh, may be no. old, but they not can still score. Zuccarello, yeah. You I think it... No, I'm a, long, dude, I think, I think it's one of the worst. No, I think it's one of the worst in the league. This forward. Really? Zucker's still pretty solid. Eric Stahl can still be down good. at 34. The, the, the fact I'm going to say why it's so bad is because of their centers. I mean, I think Stahl is fine, but after that, I don't think Eric's neck is... Fiala still pretty I mean, good. I mean, yeah, I think I think he's a him, third. But... I, I think they have some decent wingers. Zuccarello, Fiala, um, Zucker, Zuccarello, Fiala, and even Donato are all good in my books. I think Greenway has a lot of potential as a power forward. But so their that, center so how court, is it one of the worst? Just because their center I'm, court? I'm, yeah, their centers. I think it's probably the worst center court in the entire NHL. Maybe Ottawa is really? the only one that's worse. Yeah, I, like... I think Stahl is fine, and then after that, like we talked about Koivu. But Koi- I think Koivu, Koivu if is, he plays, is he's a but he's thirty six. Like, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't see him. I, I don't see him coming back at all. Like even he would, I would be He'll so be surprised if he came back half the player. He can be a veteran yeah. third liner. Yeah, yeah. And then Erickson Eck is not a second line player. No, he, maybe he has a massive year, and I'll be like, I'll 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 eat my shorts on that one. But I from what I've seen from him, I don't know if he has that offensive he has that offensive ability at the NHL level and then Victor yeah. Rask I mean I I don't even he's not good no okay. he's not good I don't want to be <laughs> sick but he's not good 
And no, getting, I, why just had why is here. he getting paid that? Maybe he just had it down I'll tell you. I don't know, maybe, but let, I'll tell you from first hand, right? From watching the Habs play, you can have decent wingers, but if you don't have the centers to get these wingers the puck, it's really hard for a winger to to make something happen from from one side of the ice, right? A center has so much more control over the play. They can move the puck to either side. They can they come back. They can play defense. They can like. There's just so much more value in centers and i don't see like i i honestly have this team as one of the uh, like bottom bottom five it's it's gotta be we haven't even talked about their gold something yet dubnik is aging i think he's 33 now 34 um he didn't i mean he had a decent year last year but it wasn't great I, i mean i don't think he's ever been a goalie where he's like he's a big guy who makes uh, a lot of the saves he's supposed to, which is what the Wild are built to do, right? Play defensive. Let's um, rely on our goalie and, you know, counterattack and score these goals. Like, let's win these 2-1 games. But I don't know, man. I Like, the, the more that this team, the longer we go, year after year, the older they get, defensive hockey takes a lot of energy. It takes skating. It's physical. And I don't know. I don't know if we can. I don't know if they can do it. Uh, if it was me, I, yeah, I would. I would trade Stall. I would trade. Maybe not Stall because he's near the end of his career. And but you know what I mean. I would try to sell these asses off and get picks and get younger. Like that's gotta be. And how long have the Wild fans craved that? They've been like, they've. They've been this kind of middle ground team for so long. Like, let's let's rebuild. Let's get some youth. Let's get some skill. Let's get some. Right. Minnesota is such a hockey state. Oh, I was gonna let's, say let's Minnesota fans are smart. Like Minnesota fans are yeah. good fans. They're really bright. They're really smart. They're awesome. They know the state of their team. Exactly. Like, they they know what's up, and so. But, and, and they appreciate hockey. Let's give them oh, some yeah. skill. Let's give them some speed that they can appreciate instead of this this dull, boring. This hockey. I mean, I'll tell you straight up from a Montreal fan. Like we played this shell around Price for so long, and yeah. this year we just went full speed. We 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 rebuilt the whole middle of our ice, and we had way more success. And you didn't I even have to make the that. playoffs. Like you enjoyed watching no. me. And make I the enjoyed ex- exactly. And that's I think that's what the Wild need to do. They need to go in that direction. Let's build. A, let's let's draft through the middle of the ice. Let's build through the middle of the ice. Let's get some skill, and. Like let's keep Fiala around, Donato. Those are good. Those are good pieces. Greenway, I think, is fine. Uh, and then we just we already talked about Spurgeon, Brody, and Dumba. The hard part's over. Like let's let's just get some let's get some centers in here. Let's get some let's get some youth. Yeah. We're, they're gonna have Kaprasov, who's gonna be another um, oh, he's good piece going forward, right? If he ever comes over, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think he's expected to not this year, but the next year, right? I think so. I think I, I heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and then Boldy as well. Like their 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 top two lines on the wings in a couple of years could be uh Boldy Kaprizov on one on the left side, and on the right side they could have uh Fiala and uh, Donato, right? So like that's not terrible. No, they got so hope. Let, let, they got let's hope. give them let's give them some centers to play with. Is that let's, what Benton let's... tried to do when he traded for Victor Frickin Rask? Oh boy! Had the uh, give him a center. They I have no idea. They wouldn't go to he wouldn't acquire a center like you're saying. I have no idea. They tried. I don't know, man. Yikes, man. <laughs> I I don't know if I'll agree with your 
worst forward or worst center assessment, but I will absolutely say that this well, is the who's most. Who's worse? Well, this, uh, uh, this is the most boring team in the NHL, I, like by far, from but top who, to bottom. Give me a worse forward group than them, besides Ottawa. I was gonna say the Ottawa Senators. Oilers uh, minus their top three players. Yeah, no, uh, literally the Oilers have McDavid, so it does. Uh, McDavid just beats minus, all these guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, factor uh, those three guys. It's but the, the Oilers are close, though. I'll give you that. It's got to be Ottawa. Like, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're they're like bottom three. They have to be, right? This like they have to be. They're, I can't think of another team. Um, Anaheim. No, I take Anaheim over this. Right, I, regardless, yeah, the fact that we can't think this far, it's the yeah, 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 Anaheim, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's close. It's close. Which and sucks because I think I think their D are really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Can I, can I say one thing about this team or I guess this um, the Minnesota Wild? Sure. I wish that we had an expose like Russo did on Fenton for Peter Shirelli. Like What um, a great read that was about, you know, all the what happened throughout the year and, and the Nita Rider trade and what they did oh, yeah. and didn't do. Yeah. I wish that we saw that with Shirelli. And, well, I think and a big reason Manning, why... It... Traded for Manning and when he, you know, did all these stupid moves that he did. I, it, I think it was a big nice reason he got fired. That. Yeah, yeah. I think a big reason why he got fired was because of what he did with his son, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this was great. Yeah. His yeah, son yeah. Oh, was God. a... He was a former hockey player, 30-something years old. Uh, becomes a scout for his best friend Peter Shirelli's team, the Edmonton Oilers, for two years, and decides that's the best experience. That's good enough experience to make him the head of the freaking scouting department. That's crazy. Now I don't think like, it's that bad because what? Paul Fenton was probably had was pretty hands on in the whole scouting thing, right? And was probably trying to be like a mentor to his son. But that's like, come on, this is this is like professional sports here. Like, this is it's not the, it's not the place. It's not like you're the Minnesota Wild are not the Fenton's family business. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not. It's not. No, it's that's not cool. So, that's a really good way to get yourself fired. Like, I, just I also love, I just I love also how read a lot like, of stuff. Oh no, go ahead. I love how the his defense of hiring his son is like, oh yeah, he was a scout for two years when it was literally on one of the worst organizations in sports. <laughs> yeah. He was a scout for like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think another reason why he got fired too is um, I read this article. I can't remember who wrote it. It was on The Athletic. But um, it basically talked about how the morale of the whole organization, organization was terrible. Yeah. I wish even we from saw the that players. In like, because, because they were talking how the GM meetings at the start of the year with Fenton from the players, apparently like it was just bad like from all of them. Like they just all got yeah, bad also, vibes, and it just ruined the morale from the start of the year. So he also made moves um, where he was waving players like JT Brown right after his he had a kid and stuff like that. Yeah, and he trades his best player away, Granlund, for Fiala. Fiala, like, like what does that do to your mental state for the rest of the players? Right? Like, well, it just shows that the the top, like the head of the organization, has no clue what the hell he's doing. And like, yeah, how how, how can you play well during that? Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Uh, how how can you possibly be in the right mind to play when you're like, all right, what is he doing? So let's Sent let's finish up here. Guy Nate Prosser throughout the year, like I've heard so yeah. many terrible things that he's done. Okay, let's finish up here with: Can we think of a guy that can take this team and help them 
be what Minnesota hockey should be like, you know, um, a competitive winning team. Are we just trying to well, think of like a, a player that they could trade for? Or no, 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 a GM. A GM. Like, who's going to lead them? Yeah. Mike Gillis. Mike Gillis. Is that That's your guy? Probably. Because the tra- he's a That's trade guy. And, and to get this team back bad. on track. To get this he, team back on track, they're going to need to make a bunch of trades, and he's not a great drafter, so you're going to have to hire a really good, you know, AGM to help him draft. But I think no, for no, trades, you have I'm not. Fenton's son is your head of your scouting department. Oh, oh god! Oh, boy. <laughs> I, did he get fired too? I think he got. They know. both got. They I'm both, pretty sure they, they both, both got. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, honestly, Gillis. So I like Gillis. The guy I was going to say was Ron Hextall. Okay. What do you guys think of, of that? I mean, I think he had a good drafting regime with the uh, the Flyers, and he helped build that process system to being one of the best in the NHL. Um, and he was patient. Uh, I don't know if I mean he didn't really have the opportunity to make a bunch of trades with that team because he was kind of waiting on his prospects. So maybe that he can get some flack there. Um, but I mean, he he has experience. I think he's well respected around the league, um, and I think he's a smart guy. So I think Hextall would be. I think I think he's a good. I think he'd be a good fit for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's bad. I just think you need someone that's going to be able to, like, hundred percent, make some trades to ship some of these guys out of there, to get some picks. To get picks, and then yeah. go from there. Maybe you hire hire Gillis for two years to make trades, then fire him and hire someone else to to draft. The, this might be a like a scenario too where they need to bring in like multiple guys. Like a president I, of hockey ops, I and definitely then like a GM. Think, I you know definitely I mean? think that's necessary. Like maybe, there, yeah. maybe you bring in Hextall as like a president of hockey ops, and Gil, or you know, what I mean, Gillis yes, as a president of hockey absolutely. ops, and then Hextall in as a GM or something like that. Yep. yep. Um, and then bring in like they these guys will have some scouts, and they can help, um, help the system. Kind of like the Maple Leafs did, where they just like cleansed the whole thing, and they brought in Shanahan. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what they need. I agree. What do you think, Zen? Yeah, I think what you're saying is the center depth is important uh, for them, and they need. I think Mike Gillis is probably the best GM to come in, make those kind of trades that they need to make uh, to shore up that center position uh, and really get younger. You know, that's a Gillis is a world class general manager. He built that con- huge Canucks team that went pretty far in in the early 2000s and or not the early 2000s, early 2010s. Um, yeah, with and the just, Boston final. Pretty far. It was a game Luongo seven contract. in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he signed that Luongo contract, which is concerning, but he did it to try and like loophole the salary cap and got yeah. screwed over afterwards. So I think that's the kind of guy you need. Someone who's willing to just like take risks like that. And He's creative. Uh, he's very creative. Yeah, he's very creative. And that's what you kind of want as a general manager. You want that slimy grease ball who's going to get things done no matter what. And I think that's what this that team is. That is Mike Gillis right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, let's let's wrap up the wild there. Um, so we're going to jump into the last team of the episode. Uh, we're going to go to the Winnipeg Jets. Their last team of the episode, last team of the Central. This team has a lot of question marks. Um, yes. oh. What's going on with Lane? What's going on with Cal Connor? I mean, what's going on with their defense? Like. That's their defense is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they got $17 million in cap space, but that's going to disappear real quick with some signings. Line A Connor um, to eat yeah, like a whole Lonnie, bunch of that. 
the guys that got to resign this year are Lane Connor, and they also have to resign Eric Comrie, who's a, a RFA. But I think he's probably worth resigning. He's a good goalie. Um, I let's just start. Let's just start right off with this lineup here. I, I just want to dive, dive right in the lineup. So I got Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, Little, Lane, Perot, Roslovic, Veselainen, Kopp, Lowry, Appleton. Defense, I got Morrissey, Bufflin, Kulikov, Niku, Pullman, Pioink, Annette, Hellebuck, Brassois. So we're... Oh yeah, boy. what do we think about that? That bottom four defense pairings are not very good. Like question, it's it's a lot of question marks. A lot of question yeah, marks, and then the bottom six, the bottom six on of the forwards besides the center position is also very, yeah. Like they lost a lot of time. I actually, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because I, I think Perot's decent. Rosalind, that's what that, I mean, that's what I meant besides the center. We'll I like see. I like Perot. Perot's good. Oh, Perot, yeah. Um, Rosalvik has been asking for ice time, and I think he's gonna get it this year. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It's kind of put up or shut up for him. Perot, Roslovic, uh, and then Veselainen is supposed to be pretty, supposed to be a pretty good player. Uh, he's highly touted. He's in the like he's probably a top twenty-five, top thirty prospect in the league. So, um, but it's he'll more get it's more question year. marks. Both both Roslovic yep. and him are it's just big question marks. Now the fourth line I actually kind of like, but I also hate for a couple of reasons because. Cop and Lowry together are making four million dollars, and I don't know, um, or sorry, not four million. They're making six million, I think. Yeah, almost six million, just under. Which is pretty pricey for your. Almost, your... No, it's just over five million. Is it okay? Just over five. Um, so that's kind of pricey for your fourth line. I think Appleton is going to be a good player. He's might be a little underrated by a lot of people, but he has been a monster in the AHL uh and he's put up a lot of points and he's just... yeah I so I think he's gonna help his team in their bottom six I think their bottom six is fine I think the forwards are fine the forwards is not the problem for me if they can get all these guys signed it's the defense right so that leads me to um well first off let's just let's just talk about the defense I think Morrissey's fine Bufflin's obviously Bufflin yeah um the question marks here are Sammy Niku and Pullman right yeah and even Pionk yep and Pionk is pile on of a defenseman. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's the word we used for him a couple episodes ago, is a big pile yeah, on. Pile on. <laughs> um, I think Niku's a, a, a good player. I think he, I don't, he's looked good as, as the couple times that he's played for them. Yeah, he was one of the age so, defensemen of the year a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have much questions for him. It's that bottom pairing for me that, that's yikes. Um, and maybe even Kulikov. Yes. I mean, Kulikov is... He's very okay. That's and that's putting it nicely. This is such an yeah. interesting organization. Like they, they came from Atlanta, and Kevin Chevaldeoff was a general manager, and he was patient. You know, he took his time. He built this team upright. It looked like they were going to have this super team, uh, Tampa Bay style, a couple years ago, and and all of a sudden Vegas comes out of nowhere and knocks them out in the conference finals. And then this year, you know, they make it to the playoffs, have a little bit of a... They limped the playoffs. Limp, yeah, limped to the playoffs and got kicked out by the Stanley Cup champions. And now I think Shovel Dayoff has made some kind of, like, panic moves. You know, he, he got outweighted by Truba. He, you know, traded him for Pionk. He sent that first-round pick for, for Hayes that... Um, 
yeah, basically... <sighs> Bad. Yeah, it was kind of just some questionable panic moves to try and get this team back on track instead of being that patient team that, you know, that they they were known to be. I'm not sure if it's going to work out. So I'll start off by saying... Um, in terms of like making moves to improve this team, well, well, let's let's start with where do we see this team? Is this this team is is it still a playoff team? Oh yeah, with that for with that top end skill that they have, they're still definitely still a playoff team. I wouldn't be as confident as Zane. I'd say they're most likely a playoff team, but I honestly wouldn't be like I would if they get injured. Yeah. If they get injured, I like I wouldn't be surprised. If they miss the playoffs, I'm not shocked. I think they're still a playoff team, but I'm not If they don't sold. get goaltending, I wouldn't be shocked too. Like Well, and Hellbeck was not great last year. No. At all. He no. was he was very average. He was he got peppered though quite a bit. He he faced the most shots, didn't he? I think so. So which is going to be more this year. Like the defense got worse. Hellebick Hellebick reminds me a lot of Dubnik. He's a big guy yeah. who's going to make those saves that are required of him like from you know he's gonna make these point saves he's gonna make these like uh against the wall saves the saves he has to make but i don't know if he's he's kind of in that middle echelon of goalies like he's not quite elite i don't think but he's not bad like he's not one of the worst goalies in the league so i agree he's he's just good um but this defense and i want to talk about ehlers because I mean, there's been a lot of rumors swirling around this guy. Um, maybe they trade him. <laughs> all the for... rumors, sorry, sorry, all the rumors are from other teams, fans wanting Ellers on their team, and not actual like, oh, he's about to get yeah. traded. Rumors, I think. He's not a yeah, guy. Yeah, that, that might be. A, that might be your cap it. You're, you're you're right. It might. Well, it's a six million dollar cap it who sometimes has these like gigantic streaks where he just goes ice cold blizzard weather like yeah turns into danny phantom and just fuck i don't know where he goes are you talking about nikolai ellers or patrick liney both shit man both (laughs) well liney is a little different right because he'll score five goals one game and just be like well he's another guy my stats i'm unreal but it's like yeah once you're going to score five goals in a game and then go play Fortnite for the rest of the night Well, well this is the problem right because both these guys are on the same line so um, if they're both ice cold, that line is useless. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know sometimes that they kind of mix it up, and I think Connor kind of comes down and plays with the uh, the Lane, the Lane little Ehlers thing. Um, I don't, I, they, they mix it around, kind of. Connor kind of goes in and out with Lane and uh, Ehlers, I'm pretty sure. So, um, just fans can correct, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but um, that that may be. I, I might like that a little bit better, right? Like, Ehlers with Shifley and Wheeler might make it a little bit more stable if they had Connor with Little and Line A. Yeah. Now, I know that Ehlers, Shifley, or not Ehlers, Shifley, Connor, Shifley, and Wheeler have, like, a lot of chemistry together and put up massive points, right? So, I'm not denying that. They're a fantastic line. Probably one of the best in the NHL. Um, but at a certain point, you do need some depth and balance in your scoring, right? Are, yes. Okay, so are the Jets disappearing like that? Maybe it's on the coach. Maybe it's time Maybe. for a coaching change instead of all it these player be. moves. Because if so, you know, two top talents like that are performing consistently throughout the year, you know, something's up. 
Yeah, um, maybe it's just a system there, thing, yeah. right? Well, see, that's that's where my question. Uh, that's that's a good segue for me, Zane, because I I want to ask a question to the Jets fans is like because we, we we post this in the Reddit's and all that, so I'm curious to hear what you guys think. But do you, do you Jets fans think that Line A has a legitimate video game problem? Like, are you guys actually <laughs> no, worried? No, about it? no. Yes, I'm. No. I'm so I curious. I don't. I thought it was at first, and then they started posting like the screenshots of the hours that he plays, and it's absurd. The guy gets back from the rink and plays six hours of friggin' Fortnite a day. There's been times no where 45 minutes before a game, so. his account's logged into Fortnite. <laughs> I, I think, think he, he has a problem. I think he just leaves no, it you on, can probably. See the game. You, you can see last played match. Is yeah, like he actually game. played a game. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I will say that sometimes, like, teams probably have some, like, um, consoles or something at the rink just to, like, chill, like, on, on days where they're... Like, <laughs> he gets in there and rips Fortnite 45 maybe minutes he's, Maybe he's ripping Fortnite. I don't know. But... Yeah. Hold on, he did tweet something the other day. Uh, he he was announced to be the cover athlete for the NHL 20 Finish Edition, and he tweeted, "NHL 20 will be the only game you see me playing from now on." So, oh yeah, <laughs> right, buddy. <laughs> All right, the, the, one of the most a question I really have for Jets fans is: so we just talked about the Wild and how they have no centers, right, and how that can really affect your wingers because the centers are moving their pucks. Uh, the wingers, the pucks, and you know they're they're kind of controlling the play. Is Brian Little a second line center? I know that like Lane and Ehlers have played with a bunch of different centers the last couple of years. They play with Statsny, they play with Hayes, they play with Little, right? Yeah. So maybe the chemistry is the problem where they're just playing with too many guys and they don't have that guy who's like stabilizing the middle of the ice for them, right? I I don't know if you can say he's a like legitimate good second line center he's a good player a yeah good he's sec- a player for sure good second yeah. line center is, is pushing it i mean 41 points yeah with, with with those two guys on your wings yeah so he's a good player i would not consider him a good second line center though i think he's a great third line center absolutely yes and he's probably one of the weaker second line centers yep that's reminds me of, he reminds exactly me a lot of um michael backland in that sense where backland's like great third line center yeah, but probably not a great second line center. Not in style of play, but just that, that that kind of like area where, yeah, he's just he's just not quite there to be a, a second line. He can't drive um, a scoring line. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's what that is. That is a hundred percent a scoring line. Oh, ha, ha, absolutely. Like big so, time. And I think that's been like that's been what the issue has been for them, right? And that's what Shevel Dayoff has been like trying to address. He traded for Stastny. He traded for Hayes. But both those guys just don't like it. Still well, doesn't. Stashney fit in that system pretty well. They just couldn't keep him, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was more of a money thing, right? A guy like I don't know. A guy like Kadri would have been perfect for this team. Oh, absolutely. Kadri would have been huge. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't do anything. Imagine trading Truba for Kadri. This team looks a whole lot different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It that's yeah. way different. That's what the. Um, well, I don't think at the same time I don't think the uh, Leafs could afford an eight million dollar cap hit for this year, so that's probably yeah. why this deal didn't get done. And probably Truba just doesn't would you want he wanted to play in the states. Oh yeah, that's true. That is yeah. Well. He want he was like Detroit, New York, or but, nobody else. You know, imagine if we we're playing franchise mode and, and we just traded Truba for Kadri. Like, yeah, this seems like, like <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't harp on the Chevrolet off or the Jets too much for that Truba thing because I think Truba was just being he was. Oh, yeah, quite a, a nuisance to deal with like yep. he was a he yes was a, yeah yes definitely so 
Um, they almost went I to think, arbitration. Yeah. Um, the Rangers, I mean. Oh, the Rangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, where do, where do you look to improve this? Like, is this a team where you need to maybe take, take a step back for a year and then attack it again? Um, or is this a team where, like, we're trying to win again this year? They're going to try, but... As good as role players as Little yeah. and Perot are, I feel like you got to ditch that $10 million that they're taking up. Both of them? It, well, do you sign these two guys and then kind of see what you got, invest in line in, in Appleton and Rosovic, and then it, and then evaluate yourself? I think that's what I would try to do, right? You're going to have to revamp your defensive well, for your sure. defense in two for years. Sure. And opening up Little and Perot's money is going to really help do that. So I, that's, I think, the True. way you need to go with that, this team. Because who knows? Maybe Rosovic just like figures it out this year. And I mean, he's a, he's supposed to be a scorer. Maybe he could play in between Ehlers and Lane. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he takes a second line center role. But yeah, was, you need a second he, line he center. Kind of a, you need, definitely do need one. You yeah. need someone to step up or you need to trade for someone. And then the year after this year, you need to revamp your, D, your decor. Yep. Agreed. And so who would so be the to best do list, guy to do that? So to-do list, they got to find a second line center, move little and pro, clear some cap space to get these other guys signed, revamp the, the, the defense, uh, and give that like a little um, stim boost, help them, help them yeah, they, move forward. That That's kind of your direction for this team? Yeah, pretty much. You have your top three forwards signed until 2024 pretty comfortably under all decent cap hits. Yep. It's just a matter of figuring out the rest of that team in the meantime. Yeah. So you're not trading like, like, but is their first I'm round not pick just a no touch this year? No, no, no. I'm talking like oh. their first round pick. You just would not touch that. Oh, they should. If not you can trade get a pick. center if Rosovic's not working out, and you know you don't really see hope for that second line center position, and you can get a cadre like player who's under contract. Yeah, give up your first round pick for it. Oof. In this okay. draft, that. I, I say if you hold can get out a, a second year. line center under lock for future but years. This, but if they're having not a very good year, like if they're gonna pick in a potential oh, sure. water if spot, if they're having a bad playoffs. year, I'm, I'm talking if they're on the if they're in a playoff hunt and they oh, need okay, a second then yes. line center, then they, make the trade. Yeah, pull and they get someone under contract, pull that trigger for the first round pick. Otherwise, yep. don't do it. It better you know be a, this, it better be a legit you, second line center though. Like you can't another, oh. a, a young Stashney that's under contract is what yeah. you need for this team. Someone who fits that scheme. Is there is there anyone in mind? Like, do we have? I'm trying to think of someone off the top of my head here. Ryan Nugent Hawkins, but he's not under contract, and I wouldn't yeah. try first. Um. Oh man. Yeah. Can I cut you guys off here? And you know what this team kind of reminds me a lot of, a lot of like scenario wise. The Habs had a monster year where they had over 107 points. Um, and then they kind of lost Markov, Emlin, and some more role guys in their uh, top six. And that was the year where they kind of fell apart and went like 79 points. Because their defense was just so terrible. I mean, they, they tried to sign Alsner. And Alsner, I mean, and Kulikov. <laughs> I hate to say it, but <laughs> Kulikov kind of... Uh oh. Reminds me a little bit of that. He's in that like he's in that role he just shouldn't be in, right? Um and then Niku is kinda like Mete who was trying to play there. And I just see like I think they have a lot more skill than the Habs did up front, and that could solve a lot of their issues. But 
yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if this team has an off year and they're just bad. Is yeah, that crazy I, to say? No. Is that crazy? I, I don't. I don't. Ex- I don't. Ex- I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. It's crazy to say that if we were two years ago. Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, especially. Team I thought this team was going to win a cup. Like, oh, me I too. Did. I had them yeah. the year they lost to Vegas. I had them winning the Stanley well, they Cup. They should have yeah. won that yeah. series as well, but somehow they yes, lost Yes, absolutely. Five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's hockey, man. But what? Okay, let's finish up here with uh, Connor and Lane. What do we think that their contracts going to be worth? Uh, uh, you take a pre seal for Lane for sure. Yeah. Like, at what? Four years uh, at seven million dollars. Seven four, five, two, seven. I'm thinking like two million. I'm thinking two years, seven million dollars. Oh wow, you're going that short? Yeah. If it's two years, he's probably gonna want more than seven, Carter. though. I don't think he's. Yeah. Well, the team's not gonna. I don't think the team will give more than seven if it's only two. Pro- years. Probably not. Connor, Connor I, I'd resign Connor longer than than two. I got a little more faith. Yeah, I think, in his yeah, I think, I think you try to give Connor an eight-year deal. I think you try to give Connor an eight-year deal. At, at what? Sure. Six million? At how much? Oh, so and the, yeah, I sign that contract right now if you're getting him for six million. But you're not. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think it's gonna be anywhere, anywhere between seven and eight. Really? Even if you and give him, think, even if you give him that yeah. term for eight years. Uh yeah. Wow. I think That's he's gonna want a little bit more because in, of the term. We're in a new age in our of RFA land. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's That's, definitely. That's a lot. You guys can blame Mitch Murder for that. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, and probably yeah, you, probably honestly, probably Matthews, that, probably, probably Matthews with though, that dry saddle contract as well. Yeah. yeah, and and Matthews a little bit too because of the uh, the term. Like a lot of these RFA's are wanting five years, but so they can get that third contract. Like, they play five years, Go get another UFA. contract, and then get a, like a, a contract at the end of their careers too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess um, I, I'd pay Kyle Connor eight million. I don't know if I go above for eight years like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go eight million. million. I'd go I'd go seven, seven million five. for. For eight years would be amazing. I, I would, I would pay him. I would offer him seven. That's what I would offer him. But I think yeah. he's going to sign for around seven five. Yeah, like, I think and, that's and the, that's that's they're going to that's fair for sure. Like, he's probably asking eight. The Jets are probably saying seven, and they're going to probably meet somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, he's he's played Lonnie, two full years. And he's had over thirty goals each year. That's that's pretty Lonnie. Impressive. I'm, Lonnie's a I'm not going to get done for sure. Yes. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. He's he's definitely asking ten and above. Oh, he's so not worth. Why that. would he's not right now? Why would he not? He can't. Be, but, but, he can't right now. He disappeared Why off the face of the scored, earth for months on end. He scored 35 last year and a down year, and the year before it... 30 of those 40, came in like 43. one month. That's true, but he can still say, hey, look, I scored 35. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I would not go anywhere near 10 million. Whew. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's, if it's around 9. You, you can't pay a guy $10 million a year for 50 points. Now, I'm not saying I, that's what I would pay. I'm just saying that's what I'd probably expect. Like, I mean, what did Math? What, okay, let's look. What did Matthews get? He got eleven something, right? How many? He goals was did he score? definitely overpaid. Yeah, he was. And I think if the Jets want to keep Lane, they gotta pay him, right? Yeah. So Kyle Connor, he has a contract projection right now of six years at six point eight million dollars, which I think you. S- would sign in a heartbeat oh and yeah for seven years or for eight years that we were saying it's a 7.1 million dollar projection yeah and that's uh ew contract projection yeah that sounds fair that, that sounds fair what it is there a contract projection for lana can you, can you read that uh yeah patrick line interesting uh so the projection is seven years at seven million 
Okay. Which is pretty, you know, long term. Uh, for a two year deal, yeah. we were saying it's it's just under five million. Mm-hmm. And what was the other years that we wanted to? It, yeah, basically uh, the long term. I think we said you guys said two, uh, and then I was saying five. I don't think he's he's not accepting anything over five. Yeah, five years is seven point two, so it gets up there when you go to five. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting contract projection. They have like what the projected amount would be for each year that he would sign for, and then also yeah. like what the main projection would be. Those guys are great. Evolving, the evolving, it's evolving wild, right? Yep. Yeah, those guys are great. Like they um, nailed Zuccarello. Uh, they had him at six million dollars, and that's what he signed for. And uh, uh, Panarin, they had him within five hundred grand. Um, Sebastian Ajo, they had uh, a little overpaid, but you know Ajo's contract, everyone thought was was pretty under under the norm. They nailed yeah. Jeff Skinner. They nailed uh, Pavelski. That yeah, these guys are really solid. Okay, well let's let's finish up though with some closing thoughts on the Jets. So, where do you guys see these guys finishing? Are Zane? You have them as a playoff team. Ben, their playoff team, right? Uh, yes. Like I'll put these guys third in the division or a wild card team. Yeah, I'm. That's I'm. Where I have them. I'm leaning more That's towards where I have a wild card. Yeah. yeah. You're leaning towards wild card. You're leaning more towards wild card. Yeah. I I think they lost. A lot and if they're like if one injury happens to one of their top guys like probably not make the playoffs yeah. the central is really anyone's game this year they it's it's a toss-up definitely except yeah. for minnesota <laughs> except for minnesota yeah they're true seattle has I'm a better sorry, chance but... <laughs> than minnesota this year seattle <laughs> oh my lord oh man bring back the, the thrashers have a better chance. <laughs> <laughs> um hey the thrashers right, twitter account would agree well as always, uh, we're going to be posting all these uh, to you guys' uh, Reddit pages. So leave some comments there. Let us know what you think. Chirp us. Uh, tell us we're idiots. Yes. We're fine with that. It's fine. <laughs> we can take it. We're big boys. Uh, leave us some, you know, you can find us on Twitter at HockeyHeavenPod. And um, real real quick, I'm going to try, my, my goal for next week for you guys, is I'm going to try and find a way to censor this uh, Connor Murphy story oh yeah i forgot I about bring. that yeah, i'm yeah. gonna try and find a way to censor yeah, it sure. so i, I can still tell it because <laughs> it's uh it's a good one it's a good one and okay. it's like a personal story like i i, I know it firsthand so it's a good one i just gotta find a way to censor it yeah i'll do my best i'll do my best yeah so for sure so follow us on twitter at hockey heaven pod to get all the updates we're on spotify we're on google play we're on uh apple Podcasts. so um whatever's easiest for you guys uh give us a listen we really appreciate it uh next week i think we're going to be diving into the metro so we'll do the metro next week uh and then we'll be finishing up our whole series with the atlantic so um and then the season will start and then the season will start let's go i'm so pumped i was sitting in bed today thinking about it man i i (laughs) i am pumped (laughs) larry woke up today i was like Damn, is it October 3rd or whatever yet? And now you guys know what Ben thinks about in bed. <laughs> uh, hey, man. <laughs> it's not, that's not all, that's all in my mind all the time. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.